You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Hey, it's your boy Tom here and I am back with another beautiful episode. Woo, I know you guys are already cheering in your head. Tom is back. Tom is back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know the fellas left you entertained. Although I did have uh, someone ask me to ask D'Angelo, who is Justin Hubert? He does love Justin <laughs> Hubert. <laughs> How do you say his name? Herbert. 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 Yeah. Okay. You know, well, that ain't a regular last name, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess coming from someone whose last name is Williams, I can understand what you yeah. mean. <laughs> well, I, I have to say this, you know, a lot has gone on in the past week and, you know, the uh, poker cheating. And, you know, I heard you guys dive into a little bit of the cheating hey, scandals look, and stuff. look, man, don't start this shit again, man. Don't, are, are you on this whole they cheated spell again, too? Listen, listen. I, I have got some very interesting. I'm sure you guys haven't kept up with it, but it's it's even more has come out this week. Well, no, before you dive that. into that, let me give an update of the fishing one. The people that were caught cheating were arrested. What? We'll see what's going to happen with that. They're going to get the big money is, or what they were arrested. Uh, so that that is the update on the whole fishing scandal as of right now, and the chess scandal. Please. The last chess uh, event the guy went into, a woman went in before him playing, and she didn't have to turn around. And they did a little metal detector. When he came up, the guy was accused of cheating. They made him turn around. They scanned his butt for like a minute to make sure there was nothing in there. (laughs) And then he told the people, I'll play naked if y'all want me to. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Time before you go into your poker. I got to ask you two questions and two questions only, and it's just yes or no. Are fishermen athletes? No. Are chess players athletes? No. Okay, go ahead. You should go ahead. I just wanted to, just wanted to <laughs> just put that out there because they're considered a sport. I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, so how do you – okay, before he goes, how do, how do you determine what a sport is, though, because it is considered a sport. So how do you consider – they also consider bull riding a sport. Like, how do you consider what's a sport, what's not? I guess. Now, um, I guess the, to me, I it's a level of physical, ride. a yeah, level of physical, a level of physical activity that there must be with chess. I mean, it's mental. I mean, if you want to like separate the class and like it's a mental sport, um, I, I would be fine with that. Uh, you got to remember, curling is a sport in the Olympics. Right, right. And I, I mean, if you want to call fishing like a leisure sport. There you I, go. You know, what would you sport. consider chess then? Just a mental sport? Mental sport, yeah. So you got to throw different sport? titles in front of sport. On. Right. You because you're, to, you're just trying to find, well, find boxes. You got to think huh? like sporting, sporting, something that's sporting is just like, feel like competition. Because darts is considered a sport. Cornhole's a sport now. Right. Like. Where, where do you draw the line of what is considered a sport? Obviously, I wouldn't call them athletes. I would just say they play the sport. I would never say That's they're the an athlete. Right. I would say they play a sport, but it's a sport that doesn't require physical ability. That's what. That's why it always tripped me out when people try to say cheerleading is not a sport. 
and competitive cheerleading is 100% a sport. I don't care what anybody says. There is so much athleticism that goes into cheerleading. It's ridiculous. And I see that face to you. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what you Just thinking. go watch the Netflix documentary Cheer. You'll see. No, I'm not. I'm, that's, that's not why I gave you that look. I'm, I'm looking at him because there's some cheerleaders out there that are just the base. Just the base. They don't do nothing else. But it's just the base. You're going to tell me that they're athletes? you got to remember, time nah. falls in that category, so he's trying to say he's an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, when you say just a base, there's a lot of things that go into being a base. Uh, please on explain a- to me, Tom. I would love to hear this explanation on tell more me to go how into many just being times- a base. Tell me how many times you've held two people but, but, in but your here's, hand. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. By People that throw shot put in discus, they're still track athletes. They're still track athletes. Okay. I, all I'm saying is, is bases, they're still cheerleaders. I just don't necessarily think they're athletes. Well, it just depends on what you mean. Like the base, if it's, you know, if there's three girls underneath one person, seems it's a little bit less did, athletic. Tom. What you well, did yeah. does not consider you an athlete. I'm just going to so come you, out and say it. How many you want me to keep have, beating around the bush? Damn your feelings. I don't think you're an athlete. No, D, I want to give you a challenge. I want to give you a challenge. I want you, next time you're in your pool, I want you to go out there and try to hold both of your girls in your hands, above your head. Try that for me and tell me how it goes. I've done it. There's video of it. (laughs) I want to see D do it. But then, and then once he gets nice and confident with it, I want him to do it on the ground when there's no, no pool water to help. And okay. then, and then tell me, okay. tell me how athletic you have to be to be able to do that. Well, well, now, now, is that athletic or is it just strength? It's skill. It's skill. It, it's skill it's and strength. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Gary. Anybody, and 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 this is me, and I don't want this to get off the rails. But when you talk about golf, golf has nothing to do with how much power you have. How much, it's all skill. All skill. Do do we not agree? Well, no, power can come into it. I mean, it's just like it's just like anything. The more power you have, if you're able to, it's, it's all how you move your hips. Move your hips. Oh, hips. okay. All in the hips. My, my whole point is, is the person that can hit the ball the farthest isn't even close to being the the greatest at golf in the Correct. world. Correct. The the, the person who hits the ball the farthest is. can't even play in the PGA Tour. That is my whole point. Well, yeah, because because driving is just one aspect of football. Like football, I mean okay. golf. Sorry, I'm watching the game on TV. <laughs> <laughs> watching a replay of that uh, game on TV right now. But uh, yeah, so of golf, I mean it's just one aspect. But like, so to toss a human from the ground into your hands does take athleticism because it takes explosion from your legs, it takes explosion from your arms and your hips. It's just like doing it. It's just like doing a hand clean. It's just like cleaning. But would it be considered a skill or an athlete, though? Because like yeah. I don't, I wouldn't it's consider athlete. a weightlifter yeah. an athlete. If, if 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 I knew what I was doing, I can do exactly what you tell me to do because I don't have a problem in the strength category. It's just a problem in the matter of knowing what it is. Okay, I that's like me saying, it. well, I can throw a football. Correct. You can. Right. It's a matter of how well you can do those things that make well, you. Well, the, well, I'm saying that's where it determines. Like, is it a skill or or is it considering you an athlete? Because you can do, I wouldn't a consider weightlifters an athlete. Shooting a three-point ball is a skill. Dunking's a skill. 
Yeah, but you got to be able to put it all together is what makes you an athlete. Right, right. And do it okay, consistently. Yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, but there's multiple skills in cheerleading that you have to put together to be a cheerleader, and that makes you an athlete. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider weightlifting uh, an athlete. And but you're, it's not you're talking, But you're talking about you have to have certain skills to be able to hold people, but just like you have to do with a hand clean. That was your word. And hand clean, I wouldn't consider you an I'd say it's the, same motion, it's the same motion, but – the the uh, body control and then the like, it's it's different than just putting weight in the air. You can't just put weight in the air because there's a person up there that you have to also work with in balance. And it's just it's so just a, are curlers athletes. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like I think I think you you can say they're a mental athlete. You are a balanced athlete. I wouldn't consider you an athlete means you can do everything what, pretty well. As athlete though, so like what? what it, it all it all it all depends upon what you are defining as an athlete. Correct. So you, what makes somebody an athlete? I think you have to have a multiple. Uh, you have to have the ability to do multiple things very well. Not just all right on some things. You have to be able to do all of it very very well. And read the t- and read the top. I think that that's the thing I think you can do. It's like if you're in high school, you have to be able to play high school football really well, or otherwise you're not playing. Just because so, uh, you're on a team doesn't make you an athlete. athletes. Olympians aren't athletes because all they do is block. No, because they're doing every facet of their position perfect. Right. Well, I'm, talking, I'm talking about okay, but I'm look, talking about Olympians in, in high school. Look. They're not athletes. <laughs> Look, let's 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 just get let's just get off this time. <laughs> if you want to be an athlete, man, we'll make you an no, athlete. Not even if I already know you, man. Uncle Fester, and a whole bunch of other people are athletes. Okay, we we gonna get there. We we gonna make that. I want to hear this little poker thing because I gotta update y'all on what's been going on in my life. I've been sad, and I gotta tell y'all why I'm sad, and then we can go into the podcast. But well, I just want everybody to mark. I want everybody to mark this podcast down in their memories, and then whenever we film the cinnamon and sugar uh, versus challenge again, and time is in there, and we're doing all these athletic events, and time beats cinnamon and sugar. Just remember that they said that time's not an athlete, and, but, it, and I don't want to hear any excuses when you have to wear a mask doing all this either, because that's your persona. So uh, I don't want to hear any excuses. Stop the production; they can blur my face. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah. So the poker thing, and here's here's. Uh, tell me, I want one of you guys to explain to me your understanding of what happened. This so, kind of what you so know. I the way I explained it last week, and the way I understood it was, she made a move. She called an all in, with literally only a jack high. Obviously, she had the pair of tens. Everybody had the pair of tens that were on the on the board, but she called with a jack high. And she called a hundred and thirty thousand dollar all in um, with just a jack high, which no professional would ever do. Now, as an amateur, I'm an amateur. I still wouldn't do that because I don't trust enough that I could I would win that. Like I don't think that would be enough to win, especially when the uh, pre flop bets and all that stuff, and him already betting and all that kind of stuff. I feel like I would have already folded because I just that doesn't make sense for me to try and risk all that money uh, and. Supposedly, it's the whole aspect of how it was cheating could have been something with the same way that they were considered cheating in chess, or it could have been something with the sunglasses, or it could have been like there's multiple avenues where they assume she could have been cheating, and her person that paid her money in was sitting right there as well. 
so I don't really know all the ins and outs. I know you play in poker. That's why we wanted to get your uh, opinion on it. Oh, yeah, boys. Let me tell you, I've watched a couple of different – because there's people, obviously, in the poker world that when something like this happens, it's huge, right? Mm-hmm. And so they've been diving into it. There's one guy that does, like, 10-hour podcasts almost every time new information comes out. So just to give a little background on – to, like, further expand on what Gary said. So Garrett, who is a well-known poker player, uh, is against Robbie Lou, who is uh, a fairly new – comer um to the poker world and they're playing in high stakes poker so like one of the biggest games and that you know that's it's televised on the internet obviously so it's, it's a really big game <clears throat> and so when, to play in this type of game you assume that somebody has a certain level of poker knowledge about them right well garrett raised pre-flop which when somebody does that you know especially when it's garrett it could be anything because he you know he is someone that's known for playing lots of hands and, you know, playing the person more so than necessarily playing his his hand. Well, he raises pre-flop. She calls with jack four off, which is obviously a terrible starting hand, but she already had money in the pot, so she just called. And then when the flop comes, it's – he. so Garrett has seven, eight of clubs. She has jack of clubs and a four. Uh, it's like a heart. It comes 10, 10 – nine two clubs so now garrett has a straight flush draw which is one of the best hands in all poker a flush draw and a straight draw so yet he picked up a ton of outs on this flop so it's normal for somebody to raise pre-flop to to what is called c bet continuation bet after the flop that's what garrett did well because of that it's very common for the pre-flop raiser to c bet Well, because of that, Robbie decides to stick around because, you know what, I have the jack of clubs. So, you know, sometimes maybe another club comes out, maybe uh, seven comes out, gives her a straight. So the continuation bet there is not in her calling. That's not suspicious at all. But it's on the, the turn, which is the fourth card that comes out, and it's a three, three of diamonds. So complete brick card. He Garrett continues out. He bets out. Not only does she call, she raises him, but here's the thing. She only min raises, which is a very, like, weird thing in the poker world to do when you minimum raise somebody. So she min raises him, and he, that gives him a sign that she's weak, which she was, obviously, because all she had was jack eye. So he shoved all in, right? All in, which at that point, even though she technically had the best hand at that point with jack high, Garrett was actually ahead on the equity calculator because he had so many outs that could get him a win, right? So he actually was ahead in the hand. So in that moment, what she's thinking is, what she has to be thinking is like, okay, I'm dead in the water because all I have right now is jack high, right? Because here's the thing, even if Garrett is bluffing, which he's, he, it's called like a semi-bluff. Whenever you are raising that big with, you know, a, not a made hand. It's called a semi-bluff because you do have lots of cards that can make your hand a good one. So he's semi-bluffing, but even then, he has so many so many hands that would be ahead of her. Ace-king, king-queen, king-jack, anything that has, you know, queen, king, or ace in it, any already made pair, any pocket pair is already so far ahead of her, right? And she's not even drawing to a straight... Because she didn't pick up a straight draw. She's not drawn to a flush. And so it's just, 
it's just and it's 130,000 like you said 130,000 even though they're playing high stakes that's still a lot of money for these people like that's a lot of money so there's just no way somebody in that situation can call but here here's where it gets here's where it gets sticky so she makes the call obviously she takes some time and even the commentary is like what is she thinking about why is she thinking but you know because people say because i tell cynthia about this hand and she's like well, I've done that sometimes where I call thinking that I have the best hand because I just have a high card and I think somebody's bluffing. I'm like, yeah, but it's different because, you know, you don't play poker. She's played poker. Well, and would you do it for $130,000? Exactly. And that's the thing. It's just so much money. And then there's just so many cards that he could have that could beat you in that situation, right? Just so many cards to where you're just dead in the water. So for her to call, like to pick that moment to call is just very weird. So then they run it twice. She wins both runouts. And he's laughing and like Joe be like, ah, like about to congratulate her on making a good call. And then she flips over her hand. And when he sees what she had to call him, he immediately gets suspicious. Like, there's no way in hell somebody could have would have called with that hand. And so he started like the people at the table are going crazy. Like, how the hell did she make this call? And they're like asking her about her hand. And one guy says, before she flips over her hand, one guy says, do you have a pair of threes? She said, no. And then she, he says, well, do you have a three in your hand? She goes, no, I have a pure bluff catcher. Right. So she says that before she reveals her hand at the end. Well, later on, after this has become a big deal in her interview, she says, well, I thought I had Jack three because if she had Jack three, but at that point, she has a pair of threes and does have something that, you know, you could make that call with. But the whole time she was talking about her hand after they after they flipped it over, she she has multiple instances where she could say, I misread my hand, but she didn't. And she just like starts. So they like Garrett, obviously very pissed and confused about what's going on, is like asking her, like, well, why did you call? She goes, well, I put you on ace high. And he's like, so then why did you call with jack high? Like, you know, like, like, like just everything she said just didn't make any sense as to why you would make a call. So like all this that came out of her mouth just made it seem very suspicious. And then like 15 to 20 minutes later, they both leave the stream. She comes back to get money and she's giving money back to him. She's giving him $130,000 back off the stream, which obviously people, you know, you take that one of two ways. It implicates her as because if I win, if I even if it was a bad call and I win one hundred thirty thousand dollars off you of you, touching it, right? You, you ain't getting that money back. I don't care what you think. You know, if I win that hand, generally, but then you know her her reasoning was that she just wanted to get back to playing. She didn't want to make it a big deal, and that because one hundred thirty thousand dollars isn't anything to her, right? Pretty much saying that like money's not an object to her. And so giving back 130000 to, like, be able to keep playing and not do anything be, you know, to just put, scoop it under the rug is, you know, worth it to her. Well, at this point, as she's giving the money back, as you said, the guy at the table that is her business partner gets pissed. And you can tell he's pissed. Well, what people didn't know at the table was he paid for her buy-in to the game. He was he was free rolling her. So what that means is he put up her money. She got to keep half of whatever she wins. Right. Which adds the question is, 
if money is no object to you, then why is someone else backing you and you're only getting 50% of whatever you win, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Two, uh, you know, this this Rip guy, uh, he's Jake Paul's boxing, side, side ring boxing guy, right? And, and Garrett released just two days ago and a a long memoir where he like dug into a lot of things. He interviewed people that know this guy and they're like, he's been known as someone that goes around and swindles people. He used to like be a boxer. He promoted himself as being undefeated, lightweight, heavyweight champion and had like a party at some bar where he was, uh, you know, everybody was coming to get autographs, take pictures with him because he was the quote unquote lightweight champion undefeated when the real lightweight champion showed up because he found out about it. And this guy was like one in four. So he's known for being like a little bit of a shady swindler one. And the guy was like, and I don't know any like reason why he would like, I don't know how he has money essentially. You know, he's never really been a guy that's had money. One, another thing, those two, Robbie and rip the guy in the cowboy hat table. That's his name on the stream. Rip had dinner with another high roller the night before. They had just met this guy, right, for seven hours. They met with him, eight for seven hours. That guy loaned Rip $175,000 to play on the live stream because Rip said he had trouble uh, getting his wire in, right? Which, first of all, somebody that you're just meeting, you're going to loan them 175 k I don't know what type of you know world you live in, but... That's crazy already. I'm not loaning 175k to D'Angelo. <laughs> right. right. So, so not only that, not only that, but it's like if because he says he claims that he it was like a last minute decision for him to play on the stream. Well, if that's the case, then take some of the money that you gave to Robbie. Like if you gave her two hundred fifty thousand dollars to buy into this, it's a hundred thousand dollar buy in to the game. Just take a hundred thousand from her. That's your money anyways, right? So it's just very weird. So that's that's part of it. It's very weird. Then I don't know if you guys have seen this. In Hustlers own uh they did an investigation. They found a clip of one of their production workers taking fifteen thousand dollars worth of chips off of Robbie's stack at the end of the night. And this production worker happens to be one of the only three people in the building that has a view of the whole cards in real time, which is the cards that, you know, people are playing. He sits in the back room. Not only that, not only that, he recently moved his desk behind a, uh, a filing cabinet. This is all confirmed by Hustler Xena. He recently rearranged his desk. to it was behind a filing cabinet so that the cameras could not see what he's doing at his desk. And that just ha- happened within like the last three weeks. So you're getting more and more credence to there pro- probably was cheating. More and more. And then here's another very, very unique thing. So in the, I've seen this on Twitter. I hadn't been able to check the full validity of it, but I saw a lot of people discussing it. And maybe there's something to it, maybe there's not. Like 30, 15 to 30 minutes before the hand took place, two cards two cards got swapped out. So the way RFID cards work, right? The table they're playing on is just a big computer and the cards have computer chips in them that read what the cards are, right? And I'm sure you have to scan a card in, type in what it is, you know, so you know what it is, right? 
Well, before the hand took place, the six of clubs and the four of hearts were two cards that got swapped out. Robbie had the four of hearts in her hand, right? And if somebody had the six of clubs instead of the four of hearts in her situation, so say she had Jack six of clubs, then her call makes a lot more sense because now you have a better flush draw. You also have a straight draw. And it's just and now you're waiting because one of the things people have been saying is like if she is cheating, if somebody was signaling, signaling her that she was ahead, they couldn't tell her she was ahead in that point because she was behind technically, even though she had the best hand. Like there's a lot of chances. And if you call here, it's going to look suspicious. Well, if you call with Jack Six of Clubs, you don't look suspicious because that mm-hmm. that makes sense. So if those cards got swapped somehow when they got re-scanned in, and so when they picked up and they saw Six of Clubs, Jack of Clubs, and they were signaling to her that she was good, you see, you just see how like all this stuff just starts coming out, and it's it's just it, all this has just come out over the past two days. But this is the question I have for you guys. Because this is what's interesting about Robbie. So her husband is actually an attorney. And so what's interesting about that is to me, she has been everywhere on Twitter, on all these podcasts, going on, talking, defending herself, and putting out why she's innocent. And I feel like we've kind of talked about that in the past, but is it better for somebody in that situation to go all full force and tell why they're innocent? Or is it better just stay quiet let the process handle itself and then come out afterwards. Because here's the thing, because she's been so forthright with all this stuff, you know, there's people find inconsistencies in her stories or, you know, she shows this. One of the things she did to uh, prove her innocence was she quote unquote shows this DM that the guy from hustler that stole money from her supposedly sent her and she posted. Well, people start to like pick out, places where the way that he typed it looks exactly like how she tweets like they had like her ellipses she has a space before and after there's multiple times where she puts all or he puts all caps a word in all caps like in the middle of a sentence to emphasize it and she does that all the time so it's just like stuff that we don't give a fuck bro (laughs) we don't give a fuck i actually do this is awful, bro. This is awful. None of this, you're saying you're saying that all signs point to she's guilty. I'm not. Te- I'm telling you right now, not enough signs point to her. You, you, you guys are assholes because she won off of lady luck. That's what it was. She just got. Why don't y'all just agree? We, can we all come to terms with the fact that sometimes luck is better than skill? And in this instance, luck kicks skills ass, and y'all can't help. Y'all can't, you can't handle it. You well, cannot handle it. That's the thing, D. If she would have came out afterwards and said, I just hey, thought look, you didn't have look, anything. Look, look, Tom, look, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell Gary this, and I'll tell anybody this. I have made some really, 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 really dumb decisions. And out of those dumb decisions came really positive outcomes. And I was like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that. And when somebody tell me to explain it, I, I'm coming up with every lie I possibly can because I don't want to let them know that it was pure luck. Because guess what? Pure luck makes you look dumb. I don't want to <laughs> look dumb. 
So I'm right. going to change my story every time. And you know this, Tom. Why don't you just come to terms with the fact that this young lady whooped your ass in poker and she did it by pure luck. When she was like, yeah, I zoned out, wasn't really sure. I, I mean, I didn't really. I, I, I believe her. She got me. I believe her. All this other stuff that you've been talking <laughs> and all these conspiracy theories that you're going through with the fishing or whether it's the these are some dumb fucking sports, okay? I am not going to allow y'all to hijack this podcast with this shit again like Gary did last week. So let me tell you fuckers why I'm sad, okay? All right, hold on. Before you go there, mute. Um, <laughs> we'll bring that it. mute back for a minute. Uh, to answer your question... Because uh, you did have a question in there. I do not think you should go out and do all these podcasts and answer all these questions because, like you said, you're not if you if you didn't if you're not telling the truth, you're going to change your story multiple times. And if she's changed her story multiple times, it's more than likely she something probably fishy was going on. But uh, until there's proof, she's still innocent. But um, so no, she should not. You should let the process play out, and you give one definitive reason. At the end, you don't do it multiple times over and over and over again. Now, I'll let I'll let D talk now. He can tell us why he's sad. I just had to answer that question. He's sad because we spent the first thirty minutes talking about this poker hand. That's all right. He's ready. <laughs> I, I I don't know about y'all, but here as of lately, I <laughs> I, I I really I, I guess I've just been emotional, you know. Uh, and and I don't know why I've been emotional, but I'm a I'm gonna tell you what. You're hitting me. menopause. What? You're hitting <laughs> menopause. No, <laughs> no. You you'll understand what I mean when I tell you what I'm about to tell you. So I'm I'm thumbing through social media. You know, you get these quick hit videos, and I get to the Comic Con one. Bro, it broke my heart. I and and I'm gonna try not to get emotional, dude. So. Watching your childhood heroes get old, watching Michael J. Fox link up with Doc, man. Did you see that video? Mm -hmm. Like, how could you not get emotional, man? I'm like, and I'm trying, because it, it, it's been a major transition from when he played the role. You see what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I'm like, man, like, dude. And, and what people don't understand is like, all our childhood, childhood, they were old then. They were fucking, they were grown. They was 20, 30 years old. So now Michael J. Fox, Wolverine, like all these, like all my people are getting old, man. And it's making me sad because you see them and they just look like a shell of their former selves. And it's hard to deal with. Because Did you see the reunion of Indiana Jones and Short Round from the original Indiana Jones movie? No. That was also at Comic-Con. Was it bad, bro? Uh, well, Harrison Ford's 80-something years old, so obviously. Yeah. But he is making another Indiana Jones, so we'll see how that goes. But you see what I'm saying, man? That's why I've been sad, because I'm looking at all these people that were old, like, and uh, that we grew up with, but now you see them now, and you're just like, oh, snap. Like, I mean, obviously, the, the one that went viral is Genuine. Like, Genuine looked like somebody's grandfather. Up there, I don't even know what kind of dance moves he even breaking out at this point. But seeing people that we grew up with that sang, like my kids, for instance, I my kids don't know Ludacris 
from rapping. They know Ludacris from Fast Furious. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I, I'm like, no, nah, I don't. Luda? Yeah, he, that, Luda? They, I, I just, I, I've been struggling with that. That's what I want to let y'all know is I just well, watching my childhood heroes get on. I, I did see you bring up the whole ass. You did mention Hugh Jackman, so that should be a good plug to throw in. Uh, did y'all see the thing, the trade, not trailer, I guess, teaser of Deadpool 3? No, I have not. So you need to go watch it. Basically, it's, I'm going to go ahead and ruin it for you anyway. So uh, go, go take a look. So basically how it works is Ryan Reynolds is talking about how he's excited about Deadpool 3. He's been sitting down really thinking really hard of what he can come up with. He's putting his heart into it. Then he's sitting on the couch and he says, I've done all this and I've got nothing. And then you see Hugh Jackman walk back behind him, behind the couch, going up the stairs. He says, we had one idea. Hey, Hugh, you want to be Wolverine again? And he said, sure, why not? And then he walks up the stairs. And that's literally it. And then they show the Deadpool face, the Deadpool-like logo, and then they had the three claws of Wolverine going across it. No, that was the whole teaser for Deadpool 3. 2024. <laughs> really? Yes. That's so a, I love it. It is That's confirmed Wolverine will be in the next Deadpool, which is now coming out in two years. <laughs> I, that I don't understand how they're going to pull that off. I, I, but see, that's the thing, though. Like, even watching the Green Goblin and the latest Spider-Man, you're just like, come on, bro. Like, I, I mean, I get it. The, the role is yours. You play a great Green Goblin. You're the only Green Goblin. But at some point, bro, you can't pull out. Like, it's... Multiverse, baby. Yeah, Multiverse. And you see, but you see how he stayed in the suit more than he, <laughs> whatever he fought versus when he didn't. But that's just all I'm saying. Like, at some point, you got to age out of them roles, man. And we got to... We gotta get back to, gotta get back to the youth. Kind of hard when they offer you twenty five million dollars to keep doing that role. <laughs> yeah, I'd about to say D. I'd about to say D. I know you'd take that money in a heartbeat. Don't even play. Hey, like, I, me, I, I, I'll me and you, you both know you were playing yeah. another year if they would have met your dollar number. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, but the thing is, is what I'm saying is, is I, I I'll give you this, and then we can go on and move to the next topic. When I say, like, some roles we should just let just die, the last Rambo. Like, come on, bro. You done did 18 Rambos. Like, we, we get the storyline. We already know you're going to almost get close to death or die, and then you're going to come back like John Cena, and you're going to win. We that's, already. That's why they should have just had Rambo actually die. What? Like, he should have did everything he can did, save people, and then he ends up just fades off into the sunset. That way you can end it. Because if you don't kill them off, you can always continue that movie. And it's always First that of option. All, I know I know this man ain't talking about people sticking on past their prime and like coming back and doing all this and 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 not 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 talking about you, D. But isn't Undertaker your favorite wrestler of all time? And isn't that exactly what Undertaker is known for? <laughs> he ain't talking about wrestling, he said. <laughs> I, I am not talking about wrestling. Hey, and why you talking? Why you talking? And I I know this finna blow the podcast up, but I'm gonna say it. But if LeBron James keep playing, he gonna do the same thing. He's gonna do what? Continue to be in the MVP race every year? He is no. not gonna be an MVP. No, he's not. Like... No, he's not. No, he's not. Well, yeah, he's I mean, crazy. eventually he's not gonna be. I, I'm but willing I... to bet he's not an MVP race this year. You want to take oh. that bet? Oh, I'll take it. All right, I got Ooh. 20 on it. He's not All in right. the top four. 
Ooh. I'll give you a chance to win your 20 back that you're going to lose for the Jags making the playoffs. Ooh. Yeah, they look really <laughs> good today. Yeah, they had a tough one today, boys. They cost, me, they cost me a pick in my survivor pool. Oh, so you're out of there. Well, I had three, so I lost one of them. I got oh, you got three strikes? Two. What kind of survivor okay. pool? No, no I, I, I bought three different slots. Oh, okay. oh, I I'm lost glad, one I'm of them. I'm glad y'all said that. I'm, I'm glad y'all said that. Your, your fantasy team not 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 going well. Oh no, uh, mine's doing great. So. Oh okay. Well, your fantasy team not doing well, time and. No, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. I mean, I, I uh had a I had a little bit of a miscalculation last week. I uh, didn't wake up in time to switch Michael Thomas out. But you know that that's the thing. That's the thing about these London games. They really need to be sending you a reminder, like, hey. You know, uh, don't forget there's a London game tomorrow. So you, <laughs> if you ain't planning on waking up early, go ahead and switch it now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like to think that this guy must have been in the league, kind of like them baseball players, and just couldn't take it and just smacked the shit out of pool. But y'all tell me what you think about Draymond Green. And, I mean, I, I <laughs> slap. Punch, kick. Oh, it was a punch. Ain't no, ain't no okay. question. It was a punch. I, look, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jump off the rip, and I'm gonna be honest with y'all. And this is me just being real, raw, and uncut. If it happened in practice, it shouldn't affect how much I play in the game, unless it's the team's decision. It shouldn't have to go to the NBA. Nobody in the executive head office should be making that decision because it didn't happen on TV. It didn't happen in the NBA game. It happened at practice. When anything happened at practice, the commissioners and none of that, they don't get involved. They don't get involved at all. That's on a team-level basis. So if the team didn't want to do anything or the team said, hey, you know what, we're going to sit you out all preseason, they, whatever the team deemed, that this is enough, I don't think the NBA should say anything other than back the team on whatever decision they make. And I don't think the team should do anything because when players fight in football practices, when players fight in other practices, it's not a big deal. I don't think this is a big deal either, but I'm pretty sure you're off to make it one. But I want to hear what you got to say, Gary. No, so I want you to finish. I want you to give us, actually, do you think Draymond Green was all right doing what he did? I think I'm completely with you on no, no, no. It's okay, a team okay, thing. Okay. It's, I just want to know, do, are you, it's, 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 are you behind that? I, I'm, not, I'm not okay and fine with him punching his teammate the way that he punched his teammate. Yes. Because the way that he punched his teammate, he punched him like he had no respect for him at all. Like, I mean, granted, now, when you take off on somebody, you're not like, hey, I'm going to take off on them and give them like a quarter of this or a half of this. I'm going I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a just pull up as I punch them. I don't want to give them all of it because I don't want to knock them out. But you don't know how much he or she can take. So you, 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 you're leaving it up there. Nobody does that. They just give you everything they got at one time, and this is exactly what Draymond uh, gave them. And, but here's another thing, though. I think this worked out well, great for Draymond. Worked out well for Draymond. Draymond, this is this right here catapulted his career. Catapulted to being on another team making less money. I agree. Oh, about to say catapulted his career. Catapulted his career to making less money on another team. No, you're not understanding. Oh, Draymond he's going Green, to L.A. Draymond Green for the past three to five to eight or however many years he's been in the NBA, but it's just here been recently, these last four or five years, 
where Draymond's been like that bad guy. He's going to have been the Dennis Rodman of the NBA. So when I say taking off, like he's now living up to that bad boy moniker, like, hey, I'm the new Meta World Peace. That's me. I, I can I can roll around. I can play basketball. I'm I'm really good. I have multiple NBA championships. I that's what I mean by this is Draymond Green. Well, I agree with you on the aspect that it should be a team handled. Nobody yeah. else should get into it. I'm all for that. I do think it was terrible that he did that to his teammate. You should not do that, especially the way he did it. Uh, and he the whole thing from what from the video. Obviously, the video should have never released it either. But uh, speaking of the video, the rumor is the guy that released the video got paid two and a half million dollars for that video. Yeah, that's how that video, that video is I'm out of there. Of course, I'm releasing it, but I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, like, how, who who was in there to allow them? Like, who was that? Was that some that worked for them or? Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm giving up my career as NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If I'm that video guy and they offer me two and a half, I'm gonna let the team know. Like, hey, bro, they giving me two and a half million. Uh, I'm releasing the tape, and they gonna be like, well, when you release, it's up right now. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> no, no. I, they didn't already wire that. me the money. Guys, it's, it's up a, it's right now. It's the same thing with the guy that caught the Aaron Judge 62 home run. Don't think, don't give that back. Sell that. Get your money. Because I think that's what it's for. I think you should get money if somebody's going to pay you for it. But I do think it was terrible. I think it's actually going to derail uh, Draymond. I think the whole aspect of him what? talking. No. The whole The whole aspect of him talking the last year. I need more money. I deserve more money. I deserve to be paid more, sort of like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. He's not even on their level. Uh, this is not the way to go about it. I see him getting released after this year, yeah, and he yeah. will make a lot less money than he was making. Right. With gold. So he will not making, make his $18 million again. He will be making less because of this. He won't be making 18. He'll be making 14 to 15. You're right. No, he's, he's probably making 10 if he no. even gets picked up by another team. No, his his skills also went down. There's downhill. nothing wrong with his basketball skills. Here's, the only thing here's that was wrong with him was him punching somebody. There's nothing did wrong with his basketball notice, skills. Did y'all notice that none of the teammates like were like, whoa, whoa. Like everybody stood there. I've read reports that apparently Jordan Poole has been causing problems in practice because he's in contract negotiations. And feeling like probably a little bit bigger than he should be right now. And then <laughs> I saw nothing that said that he called Draymond a triple a triple single. <laughs> and that, 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 just, that was one of the things that led Draymond. I don't know if it is or not. Well, but That is a great comeback if he did. Right. That is a true statement, too, for the way he's played recently. So, right. like, that is not a not factual thing. <laughs> right. But I, I, I said Draymond looked like he was wearing black Air Force Ones before he did that punch. That man, you could tell that man put a lot of soul behind that punch. That had been coming for a while because he punched the shit out of him. Yeah, he gave it everything that he had. I don't I don't agree with him punching his teammate. I don't agree with anybody punching anybody in a public matter or at work uh for that matter. I, I don't agree with it at all. However, I do not agree, like I said, Gary, with them going from an NBA level, like trying to suspend them for games and things like that when it should just be a team matter because it happened at practice. I agree with that. Right. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think, I think you know, Draymond took some time away, but I think that's more for the optics of it now that the video got released. If the video didn't get released, 
I think he uh, he he stays, and I don't know. I'm just saying, if I'm Jordan Poole, it's I'm gonna having a hard time coming back from that. I I I know why they was fighting though. I'm I'm gonna tell you why they was fighting, and it's gonna help me segue into what I want to talk about next. They was fighting because Jordan Poole wasn't swag. Jordan Poole wasn't swag. So because he wasn't swag, they, what, they because he's because he's light skinned. No, nah, because he wasn't swag. Oh. You, you you didn't see what happened with uh Deion Sanders uh after Jackson State. I was gonna say I thought I thought because Draymond's a Panther fan and Poole's a 49ers fan. Oh wow. Oh that's really, what I thought the oh. argument was over. No, Ooh, we ain't even got there yet, and he trying to get there early. I just know we don't have much time left, and I want him trying to get to Ooh, these two subjects. He, he threw that. He threw the punch. But just real quick though, Deion we Sanders. Out. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if y'all heard this or not, but uh, Deion Sanders and the uh, they obviously won this weekend. Um, and when they won, I think it was Alabama State. They was playing the head coach. He tried to, you know, shake his hand and kind of bring him in, and he was like, "Nah." He just shook his hand. He was like, "Yeah, don't bro me." You know, you're not swack. I'm swack. And I, I completely understood what he was saying. He was saying, hey, I I, uh, I came through these, these swack waters. I played in this league. Uh, I mean, regardless of where I played at after, that doesn't matter. I played in this league. I coached in this league. I am swack. I was swack, born, and raised. Like this zip code right here, I was born in this zip code. Now... <laughs> For some odd reason, I don't I don't know where the translation was lost, but I I I, I don't know. Dion said I don't I, I I don't know how people took it, but I this is how I took it. He was saying that he wasn't swack because obviously Deion Sanders went to Florida State. Florida State is not swack, okay? Uh he didn't he didn't cut his teeth, as the old people say, uh in the swack. He one of those, he's a transplant. He moved. His area code changed, and as the area code changed, he adopted the ways, so therefore he is becoming swag. Um, and nobody likes Deion Sanders because he brings a lot of attention to Jackson State. He brings a lot of attention with him being who he is. And I'm only saying that because that's what people think is the reason why he even came out and said that he wasn't swag. I don't know if anybody was keeping count at home. I was keeping count. I counted 15 swacks right there. Uh, okay. I just know if D wanted to get the point across, the swack is a conference, and he had swack, to make sure everybody buddy. knew what swack was. Right. So, because swack was said 15 swacking times. So, oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, you know what that coach reminds me of. He reminds me of. A, it's giving me very much so like bang vibes. The ah, you think darkness is your ally? You you really adopted the dark. Oh, I was I born it. in it. <laughs> exactly. I like the reference. I like the reference. Yeah. I, I, I don't think uh, I do think it was I think unsportsmanlike of the coach you were the homecoming game like they, they put you on homecoming because they thought you were going to beat you or whatever that's part of what it is when you're coaching college and you're coaching high school whatever it is if you're a homecoming team your job's to try and ruin their homecoming like they're gonna they think that you're gonna cakewalk so they, I also saw that he was upset that Dion was talking crap about the team before and mentioned they were a homecoming game. Well, that's your job to prove them wrong, and they didn't. 
So I, I think it's just more of a disrespect thing. You should always respect the other coach, always respect the other players in that aspect. It doesn't show – it doesn't set a good example for the kids you're coaching in that aspect as well because they're going to see that. And also kids that are being recruited by you may see that. And they may not like it, and they may want to go to Dion's team. So it also could affect you in the negative too. It also could draw some people in because they like of your ruggedness as well. So it could have both features on it. Who knows? Right. Time will tell. But all I know is the SWAC is a conference and D'Angelo is <laughs> becoming a member of the SWAC. Well, here's, here's what I got to say about it. I don't think people care because people know who Deion Sanders is. People like Deion Sanders, the character. He's a vibrant personality. So I don't think this this doesn't, you know, this this seems like somebody trying to, you know, be hard to be relevant. Um, but the SWAC conference and Deion Sanders, I have a question for you guys. Because I got into a debate with a friend on Facebook the other day. Isn't that funny how that happens? That tried to tell me that Deion Sanders' son deserves to be in the Heisman race. No. Because you're right. And they posted this thing about how he has very similar stats to all these other Division I no. quarterbacks. And I try to tell them the competition they go up against is not even close the, to the, the only side. response you needed to say was no. I, I should have said the swack. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, no. Sorry. Are they, no. are they even eligible for the high? I don't think so. And they tried to tell me that it was so. racial. It was a racial thing. Why? <laughs> I said, what? I said the other leaders are. Right, right. Okay. You see what I'm dealing with, though? Yes. Yeah. No. Just <laughs> no. So I'm, I'm glad we were able to get through that. So now we can talk about football now. It, oh, is it PJ Walker time in Carolina? That's what it, we want. Is it PJ Walker time finally? No, I've been clamoring for it. No, oh, just no. I want to know oh. what's going on in Carolina. Just you, no. You tell me. You tell me what's going on in Carolina because I can't tell you what's going on in Carolina because I'm a hater. So why, you tell me, Tom, what's going on in Carolina? What why is the can't problem? it be P.J. Walker's time with how bad Baker's played until Sam Darnold gets back and then give us a Darnold and right. see if he can do anything? Why not? You're not going to be any worse than you are right now. Right. Well, I, the offense is pretty terrible, sad. But I, I really, I think the uh, change starts higher up than Baker. No, I understand that. But why not just try P.J. Walker? Like, because Baker's um, going to bring the sinking ship down for you? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, let's ride. <laughs> That's know. terrible. I was just, just going to say, man. <laughs> That's the, that is the hardest fall from the highest peak hey. that I've ever seen in the National Football League, hey, bro. Guys, don't worry. They're on Monday Night Football next week. Bro, how many primetime <laughs> games do they have? They have six. Oh, my gosh. I was just thinking that this past Thursday. I was like, "Why?" <laughs> okay, so, so, so this is this this got me thinking, and we, let, let's sit here for the rest of the podcast. Okay, is Russell really play, playing that bad, or is it because the amount of money that he was paid? Because now we would Carson Wentz right now, Kirk Cousins, we'll take that. They're giving us this game every weekend, week out. This is Dak Prescott. They're giving us the same numbers. They're giving us the same. Why are we so hard on Russ? Is it because the amount of money he's getting paid? Because I see Kirk Cousins all over again. 
Um, Kirk Cousins started off 17 for 17 in their game yesterday. While Russell Wilson went 21 of 39 and two interceptions and 270. And on the chance to win the game, game. he misses the wide open slant for a touchdown. It's one game. Well, you right, me pull the let me pull his whole stats up. Don't worry, I'll pull them up. No, no, you don't got to pull his whole stats <laughs> up. All I'm all I'm asking is, is is he really playing as bad as we think he's playing, or is it because the amount of money that he received? Oh, he's playing. Not... He's playing that bad. His QBR is thirty six point seven. I think Baker might have a better QBR. Ooh. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm I don't tell you right that. now. One second. Let me see. Where is this That's thing? Rough. I know this much. I everything that I wanted to happen in Dallas is happening. I wanted them to win without Dak Prescott. I wanted them to win without Dak Prescott. And then when Dak Prescott come back, they have to make a quarterback decision because everybody in their right mind know that they'll pull. They'll, you think they'll pull Cooper Rush and put uh, Dak 1,000%. Really? Yeah, that's for sure going to happen. Also, uh, so Baker's a 16.9 QBR. Yeah, I about uh, to say. <laughs> Carson Wentz has a higher QBR rating than uh, Russell Wilson, by the way. Okay. okay. At 41. How much? Okay. It's not much higher. That's what it's I'm still, saying. That's it's still exactly Carson but we're not, Wentz. But we're not giving the same, the, the same treatment that uh, Russell's getting right now. Carson Wentz is not getting that is my whole point. That's my whole point. Is it because of the money? Because all these memes that I see about Russ, bro, oh, here you awful. Go. Is is Justin Fields good? Because his QBR is higher than Russell Wilson's. That's because he don't throw. And the Justin ball. Fields is thrown for 470 yards in the season. That's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> That's so bad. Damn. Look at that face you just gave me. Oh, that, that is, is terrible. Don't, hey, aren't you glad you kept Darnell Mooney? Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I released Darnell Mooney in one of my leagues. Oh, oh that's funny. That's funny. Uh, well, well, we got to end this one, time. Well, real quick, before we end, I wanted to get y'all's uh, take on the Bray Wyatt comeback because that return was epic. Uh, have you guys watched Have you watched the full like video of it, like how all the characters were in the I audience? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Baron Corbin was one of them, but I, we can't confirm or deny. Is Braun is Braun one of them? No, no. Is uh, oh Dallas may be one. Dexter. No. Mm. I also could see them somehow trying to tie Alexa Bliss back to it. That's what I was gonna say. Alexa Bliss is CM Punk one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I will no. say so. I, I did like the intro. I just wish somehow, some way, we would allow a huge person like this to come back without it being spoiled. I think that's my biggest problem with all these comebacks. Like everything gets spoiled, and everybody knows a week, two weeks in advance. How much better is it? You you know this deep firsthand because we were at WrestleMania when the Hardy brothers brothers came back, and nobody had an idea. That was literally the loudest pop I've ever been experienced in person yeah. because yeah. nobody had a clue that they were coming back. That is so much more genuine and awesome than everybody knowing a because you always have these signs. Oh, so and so is back, blah blah. Because they're prepared for it. Like that bothers me because it it could be so much bigger 
and they leak stuff and let it but, come but, out. But you, you can, and the reason why you can't do that is because you got to sell merch. I can't sell my merch if I don't let you know that they coming back. We don't yeah, release it that? until it's come back. Right. right. What? You well, haven't made, I, and, just and then, don't release and then, it. And then you want me to miss an opportunity? Uh, uh, this guy coming back as hot as he is, Bray Wyatt, you're telling me right 100%, now. 100%. You can say, hey, we're going to have Bray Wyatt merch at the Literally, stand. Soon as it, soon as he comes out, hey, Bray Wyatt merch is at the stands now once everybody's leaving. You think they're going to sell out 1,000%. Yeah, I see. But that's the thing is like because that whole I always will tie it to the Hardy brothers because when they came out that pop they got when we were there first because nobody had a clue crazy. they were coming back. Yeah, it was, it was gigantic. And they won the titles. Yeah. yeah, like it was so crazy, and I just feel like they missed so many opportunities because even with CM Punk they had an idea it was coming back. They had I will say AEW did good did did do a good job with Sting because nobody knew it was Sting at first. Right, they did a really right, good job right. with that because they didn't know who it was because it was a whole different uh, montage leading up to it. So they did a good job with that. But like like Bray Wyatt, everybody was already guessing, well, White Rabbit's going to be Bray Wyatt. Like that's for the last month. Like I just wish it could have been better. It still was great, but it just could have been over the top, could have possibly been the best of all time if nobody had an idea and it just came out. Uh, did y'all... Did y'all notice the uh, the shout out he gave to Brody Lee? Yes. With the that's blue awesome. door, yeah, that's pretty dope. What I thought was uh, interesting is that um, even with us knowing that he was coming back, he got the pop that he got. Oh, of course. But I can't wait until Monday night. I can't wait till the night. I can't wait till the night so I can see if he still has his mic skills because I don't know what Bray has gone through since he's, I mean, I don't know if he was struggling with his mentals, his physicals, if he wasn't happy about something. I mean, obviously we know he's working through a divorce and we know, you know, that can take tolls on people. So, I mean, yeah, I'm happy that he's back, but is he back and healthy all around or is he still dealing with some of the demons that he had before he left? So I'm going to say he doesn't appear on Raw. What? I'm going to say they're going to wait. I don't think he will. I don't know. We'll see. I just, I, for some reason, I don't feel like he's going to appear on Raw. All right. Well, they still there. Go ahead and well, we will see. We will see. I think, yeah, I think he might be. I don't think he might not appear, but the, I feel like there's definitely going to be a video. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to come out and talk. I don't think right. that's going to happen until after he has a match. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. I just want to say you're welcome for my return, and uh, thank you for listening to the full one this time because I looked at the statistics from last week, and uh, pretty much after you said time wasn't going to be here, everybody stopped listening. So I think (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back next week. We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 